The end of the year is fast approaching, and this year the Cood Street Podcast is doing something a little different. We're inviting 24 creators of some of this year's best and most interesting books to join us for 10 minutes or so to talk about what they're reading now, their favorite holiday reads, what they're at this year, and what they've got coming out in the year ahead. It's a Cood Street advent calendar, if that's your thing, or just a run-up to the holidays for book lovers. Today, I'm joined by the fabulous Alex Jennings. Hello, Alex. Hi, thanks for having me. It is a great pleasure. So, I mean, where are you in the world? You're in New Orleans. You've just re- you're just recovering from World Fantasy Convention. I am indeed. It was here for the first time and I don't know how long. And, uh, you know, I've been living in the city for 16 years. And uh, I just really enjoyed having the convention in town and getting to see all my friends that I, I haven't seen since the pandemic started. Wow, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, I was, I was going to say, I mean, like, is, is New Orleans a good place to be a science fiction and fantasy you know, genre writer, or is it somewhere where it's kind of hard to make contact? Um, I think I think we have a pretty solid community here. I think uh, Tubby and Koo's Mid-City Bookshop and its owner, uh, Candace Huber, do a great job of community building, and uh, they sponsor a lot of events, both virtual sure. and in-person. And uh, they really act as sort of a hub for all of us here in town. That's wonderful. So, I mean, you're saying that sort of, you know, you mentioned the pandemic. It's been this sort of strange, timeless time that's been gone for some, going on for some time between three years and forever, it seems like. You know, how are you dealing with that? that? I mean, sort of, are you reading, working, functioning, that sort of thing? Yeah, I'm, I'm reading, I'm working, and I'm functioning. I, I feel like, in my case... Um, I had kind of an unfair advantage because when mm-hmm. the lockdown started, I said to myself, okay, well, maybe my career will come back in like two or three years and things might move ahead then and I might actually be able to sell my book. But oddly enough, my book sold in the first summer of the pandemic. And That's so, fantastic. Yeah, it, and it was it was amazing. And... Um, having something to focus that hard on, like getting the book ready to get um, printed and to market and everything really helped me sort of combat that feeling of like being buried alive and like cut off from all my loved ones and friends. Mm-hmm. That and, you know, my dog, Karate Valentine, um, helps me always. <laughs> As they always do. So, so tell me, what have you been reading lately that you've enjoyed and what would you, re- and would you recommend it? Okay, now there is a uh, book out from Rosarium Publishing mm-hmm. called Arc Dust by Alex Smith. And it is queer cyberpunk with some superhero SF in there. And it's just amazing. Like he's such a, he's such a new and dynamic voice uh, in SF. And I'm really excited to, to have his work out there. So are, are you a sucker for cyberpunk? Um, I can be, I certainly can be, especially if it's from a, a queer black perspective. Um, yep, sure. I've also, let's see, I've also been reading um, The Last Suspicious Holdout by Lady Hubbard. I, I love all of her books. And uh, that one isn't really explicitly speculative fiction, but it's fantastic. Yep. And, uh, and The Ghost Sequences by A.C. Wise. Okay. Fantastic. Now, I mean, you're saying that, you know, sort of you worked on your book. This year, your first novel came out, The Ballad of Perilous Graves, which is fabulous. What can you tell our listeners about The Ballad of Perilous Graves? Where did it come from? What's it about? 
Well, it's a sort of black exploitation Pippi Longstocking adventure. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's set Sorry, in, uh... There's no point where you're not going to laugh at that. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, it was it was a crazy idea, um, but it it also seemed inevitable to me when I was writing it. Um, yep. And so it, it's set in a version of New Orleans where music is a kind of sorcery, and nine songs of power have escaped from. Professor Longhair's enchanted piano to manifest around the city. And uh, my title character, a failed magician named Perilous Graves, and his baby sister, Brindy, and his true love, Peaches Lavelle, have to find the songs and return them home before the city crumbles. Yeah. Where did the, where did, where did the book start for, for you? Because, I mean, n- novels are never things that sort of pop up out of nowhere and, you know, you're suddenly like, well, I've got some time in my hands with the pandemic. Let's whack out a novel. Uh, it started um, as a conversation in 2009 about all of the children who had been forced to return to New Orleans in the wake of Hurricane Katrina without sure. their parents. Um, so that immediately made me think of, like, my favorite uh, kid who had to live on her own, which was Pippi Longstocking. And so thinking about what she would be like if she was awash in the culture and the music and uh, among the people of New Orleans. And it, 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 just, seemed, it just seemed necessary for me to write. And uh, while it took me 10 years... Um, I learned so much from it, like not just about the city, but about myself sure. and about music in general. And uh, yeah, it was just a fantastic experience. How hard is it writing about a city you've come to? Because I mean, you were saying uh, before the conversation that you've been in North New Orleans, I think for about 16 years, you were saying. So it's a place yeah. you've come to. How, how is that for you? Know, for you? Because you must have some of, something of a love for the place now, I would imagine. Oh, absolutely. It's uh, it's the city I love most on earth. And, uh, you know, I've, I've been around to a decent degree. I, I was born in Wiesbaden, Germany, raised in Haberoni, Botswana, Paramaribo, Suriname, Tunis, Tunisia, as well as the United States. And um, for me, culture shock is always an opportunity to listen and parse mm-hmm. out the different uh, frequencies and influences that are sort of overwhelming you. And so the process of learning to live in New Orleans, learning how to interact with the culture, learning the neighborhoods, my neighborhood specifically, was the process of building the knowledge required to write this book. And um, throughout the process, I was very much aware that I am not someone who was born and raised here. Sure. I'm a transplant. And so I was very conscious of not wanting to take up space meant for other people mm-hmm. or to pretend that my vision of the city and uh, its elements were the definitive vision. Yeah, yeah. From a distance, from a great distance in my case, um, the... The, the experience of New Orleans post-Katrina is a very difficult one. It was a terrible time and should have been handled very differently. And, you know, coming to it yourself post-Katrina as you did, um, is it a place that is, I mean, the reputation is that it's not necessarily as joyful as it was, as wonderful. Is it still a joyful and wonderful place? I mean, it certainly is in your book. It is, it is very much still a joyful and wonderful place. And uh, the way I feel about it is that, the survival of the city and what 
uh, its people have had to do to adjust to life post-Katrina and a new understanding of themselves and their surroundings is very similar to the, the action of blackness worldwide, mm-hmm. like on a, on a macro scale. So being saddled with this social construct of blackness forces people to reinterpret their relationship with joy, their relationship with community, their relationship with culture, and pull those influences together to create something wholly new. And yeah. I feel like on a on a slightly smaller scale, that's what's going on in New Orleans sure. all the time. Okay. Well, I think of joy when many people think of joy, but not everybody. You know, one thing, one time of the year that is joyful is the end of the year, and we are here as part of the Cood Street Advent Calendar, whatever that is. Um, and we're <laughs> we're looking sort of at towards the end of the year, which is difficult for some people, unfortunately. But do you have a, hol- a favorite holiday read or a favorite thing that you do for you know for the holidays? Um, I really love to reread uh, Elizabeth Hand's Chip Crockett's Christmas Carol. Yep. That's uh, It's such a beautiful novella. I fell in love with it when I first read it, when it came out in uh, sci-fiction years ago. And it's just something that I return to over and over again. I'm a fan of the Ramones, and Joey Ramone is practically a character in that novella. And it's just it's just so lovely. It is. It's a genuinely marvelous piece of work. Let me ask you this then. I mean, The Ballad of Perilous Graves is out in the world and uh, listeners can get a copy at a good bookstore near them now. What else is happening in your world? Is there anything new coming up in the year ahead that that we can look forward to? Yeah, actually. um, I think the anthology Africa Risen is about to drop this Tuesday, I think, uh, from Tor.com Publishing. And I'm so happy to be part of it. The editing team, Zelda Knight, Cherie Renee Thomas, and uh, Donald Ekpeki Ogunichoe are just brilliant. I, I've enjoyed working with them start to finish. And I'm so excited to see what this book will do as it, as it enters the world. Yep. Fantastic. Well, uh, uh, you know, certainly uh, we'll, we would recommend to, to, to listeners to seek the book out. I mean, by the time this podcast comes out it will be in the world as well so they'll be able to get copies um and i look forward to whatever we will see from you next in the weeks months and years ahead but for the moment alex jennings thank you so very much for making time to talk to us today and happy holidays thank you happy holidays